All right, first Quantum Leap episode. Genesis. I am Chuck Taylor. I am Toby Taylor. And I just want to say that I have been a fan of Quantum Leap since I was a kid. I remember watching it every week. Um, it was something that I looked forward to when I was at school. And, you know, thinking that, you know, tonight's my favorite night because I get to watch Sam and Al. Quantum Leap has always been something that, you know, I think appeals to so many people. Um, just because who doesn't ever think about wanting to go back and change something that they've done or a moment in history that you wish that that you could change, like the JFK assassination. Hold on. Absolutely. I, I, I don't remember exactly when you sh- first showed us the show. Um, it's just always kind of been in our lives. Like it's We've been watching Quantum Leap either f- first it was on cable, um, then we got DVDs, and I still have DVDs, but now we watch it on streaming. Like it has just been, it's been there forever. Yeah, it was always something that when I was a kid, I can remember saying that I can't, someday I'm going to show this to my kids. And And you did. Quantum Leap, so Quantum Leap will be experienced by, you know, many generations to come. All right, that was, it's funny because you actually just launched into my first question for you. It was what the show meant to you. It's so weird what they thought that the future was going to be. Yeah, I, I remember, I, I remember um, going to school in the 80s and so many, so many people thinking that um, the year 2000, well, 99 going into to the year 2000 was going to be this like, you know, just major change in America with, you know, flying cars and kind of like uh, the Jetsons. Um, you know, the Jetsons was a cartoon that... Do you know he's going to be born soon? People watched when I was a kid. Do you know he's going to be born soon? No, I did not. George Jetson's birthday, August 27th, 2022. That's funny. Um, but yeah, like, and it's so weird because you would have been what, twelve in eighty nine. Yes, I believe that. So, you, like, kids your age had experienced a decade and how much changed then. And just, uh, relatively speaking, I know there was you know eight track moved into cassettes and stuff. But relatively spe- speaking, it from the 70s into the late 80s there wasn't a gigantic boom but they thought that the 90s it was going to be star trek by the end of it right um you know because throughout well the age of tv uh was star trek and the twilight zone it, you know it was just something that you know people look forward to thinking that you know life was just gonna you know be so much better and so much you know easier and Let's just say when 1999 rolled around, going into 2000, there's a lot of disappointed people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was disappointed, but I was still in diapers, so. 
Um, so what did you? Th- what What are your thoughts? You know, rewatching the first episode. Genesis, um, you know, the show was re- really remarkable and kind of a, a, I believe, ahead of its time as as far as uh, the roles that women play, minorities, African Americans. Um, you know, it, it, it was really special uh, being a Korean American kid. Um, you know, I had been raised with a lot of derogatory comments, you know, being called a, a chink or a gook or, um, I, and seeing, seeing a, a white person treat minorities um, as an equal uh, was just amazing to me. It was amazing to watch. And I like that, you know, because the first episode, it's, what did he say, it was 56? Yes. And he's surrounded by military and especially pilots who were stereotypically arrogant assholes. That is correct. Especially Air Force pilots. But there wasn't any, like, overt... I, I didn't catch any racism at all, which is normally, you know, when you think of soldiers from the 50s, you think of them throwing beer bottles at black people and stuff, but they were just like flyboys. Well, let's just say, um, what a way to start the episode. You get to wake up with a beautiful blonde <laughs> in your bed. And you, you get a shock that, you know, she's pregnant. I love that when he's like, I do not remember this woman, but she is so pregnant. <laughs> but, um, it was. It, I think it was a, a very special way to start the series. Um, it just kind of it, it gave you a taste of um, of the future, and it, and, it, and it gave you a look back at the past and the possibilities of what it would be like for somebody to go back and change what went wrong with uh, the first go around. And I, uh, I, I love. It, it's weird because apparently. Tom was just an asshole because he has this reputation throughout the episode of always trying to convince people he's crazy, like he's Corporal Klinger or something. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people in the military can be um, very arrogant and cocky, and I guess to a point you need them to be. Right. Um, because, you know, they, they, they face a pressure that, you know, civilians really don't understand but note uh, to listeners he is military he's not just he's not shitting on them or anything he's coming from experience and a place of honesty i don't believe that he treated peg um, with the utmost respect which is why she was so shocked at all of the changes that sam brought to tom when they're dancing and he's like she said you never dance with me you just you know sit me in the corner while you drink and talk about planes yeah um you know it was really neat and you know i think it was a a way to start the the show with you could put yourself in his place what would i do if i woke up in another time and in a, a new body a new life you know, how, how would I react in a situation like this? What would I do if the incredibly badass, you know, Dean Stockwell was appearing everywhere? <laughs> <clears throat> so 
it's like nobody else can see him, but I would immediately jump to, I'm crazy. I think most of us would. <laughs> we need to have the man with the butterfly nets come and get us. Which they were still using the nets in the 50s. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Sam, I, I've got to say, I, 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 I believe that... Uh, Scott Bakula, sorry for the pause there, folks. Um, Scott Bakula is probably one of the most amazing actors, very versatile. Absolutely. You know, he could throw himself into any situation, and you believed it. Physically, every man has the, well, most every man has the ability to put on a dress. Not every actor can uh, make you believe that, you know, he's behaving like a woman. That is true. That is very, very true. He he was definitely not a one-trick pony, um, you know. And you you've got to give him credit for that. And especially modern actors, like Ryan Reynolds, The Rock. Um, as they got big, they play the same exact character in everything they're in. But even across different shows, like uh, Archer from Scott Bakula's Star Trek, is nothing like Sam. And his, I forget what his name is in NCIS New Orleans. I I don't remember his name, but that character, totally different. Like he had range in the show and across his career. And he's he's just amazing. Well, and I got to give a shout out to the late Dean Stockwell. Um, he, He too was just a very versatile actor and you could... He just threw himself into the part of being being Al. I never wanted to be Sam as a kid. I always wanted to be Al. He he will always be greatly missed. Absolutely. I I always I I, because I love even in the first episode in Genesis, you don't see you don't hear a lot of his stories, but you get just like your immediate picture is this dude has lived. And watching the show when I was younger, I never wanted to be Sam because I knew I wasn't a genius. I don't speak seven languages. I probably couldn't find MIT on a map. (laughs) But Al had all of these. He's like, oh, yeah, I already lived with a famous pool player for six months when I was 19. And then I was in Afghanistan. There was no war going on. I just thought it would be fun to go to Afghanistan. (laughs) (coughs) I think every kid, you know, at least males, um, grew up wanting to be a, a fighter pilot. You know, that, that just seemed like the coolest job in the world uh, that, you know, anyone could do. And I, I'm not saying that girls don't have that dream. Uh, if they do, uh, that's amazing. And I hope they, you know, reach for the stars. But back when this show started, that wasn't, you were be hard pressed to find 10 girls at any school who knew who wanted to be a pilot we were uh, but now the show is you know it's diving into the beginning um, and it's it, it re- really starting to lay down a foundation of what the dream was for uh, Sam Beckett to be able to go back in, into time and correct the things that have went wrong um he, I lost my train of thought. that's cool 
You should have heard the podcast I recorded last night. It was an hour and 10 minutes of me losing my train of thought over and over again. <laughs> Anybody listens to that one, I just want to apologize ahead of time. <laughs> but, you know, can you imagine being Sam and, you know, flying or going to the base and thinking, what in the world am I going to do? If somebody gives you a hat and shoves you in a spy plane you're a captain in the air force um whenever you wake up you know you go from a scientist to a badass uh flyboy uh i i know i could not imagine that but yeah um i wasn't even born until 97 so you know the show's all supposed to take take place or it's supposed to start two years after i was born um very weird you know because he, he was still i like their version of the future everything's still very tactile and chunky and there's buttons to push and like at work we've moved to they moved to an ipad that doesn't work half the time because somebody got sweat on it or something but something i never really understood was how ziggy sees everything because if they're in one, they're in one town. Al will say, "Hey, center me on Diane," and he, she, the, they, I guess, uh, know exactly where Diane is. It's funny, Ziggy is. Ziggy may have been the first gender fluid character on TV. Because <laughs> in early, it's she, then it's he, and then it flips back and forth a couple times. And I don't care what anybody has to say with the amount of attitude that that computer spit out. It counts as a character and not a, a device. Very, very true. Although that one, we're getting a little bit off topic because that episode won't happen for a while. But that part where uh, he leaps, Al is the leaper and Sam goes back into the imaging chamber and Ziggy starts making like flirty gestures. If you weren't my father, I'm like, Okay, can somebody get the computer a boyfriend? Because uh, it was just a, a bit creepy, but yeah. funny at the same time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are gonna cap it at about fifteen minutes here. Um, Genesis is it's only the first episode is a one of two parts, <laughs> so we haven't decided if we'll record a full new episode or if we're gonna come right back to this one after we finish uh, Genesis Part Two. So I guess if it cuts out here in a second and then it starts again, you'll know. Um, right, folks, well, we appreciate you listening. Absolutely. Bye-bye.